Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. <laughs> What's up out there, podcast land? We're right on you. How are y'all doing? This is why we don't do video. Right. <laughs> Let me just tell you, TV got nothing on us. You heard the voice. <laughs> Miss Mona is back. I'm back, y'all. <laughs> That y'all just gets me. I don't care how many episodes we do. A, lo- a little bit of Yankee, a little bit of y'all. That's me. And then over there, we got Jelly Bean back with us. Oh, yep, yep. So we didn't destroy it too bad while no, you were gone. No, not at all. Kept it on one rail the whole time. Yep, yep. That's because I didn't say a lot. <laughs> I would have probably been the one. You guys, are, you guys are you and Drew are too afraid of her. Oh, absolutely, you have gone we're too, off the rails. Too scared it would have been me that would have been like, right, right. <laughs> and so I decided not to go that route. I wanted to make Mona proud. I I, I was proud. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I haven't listened. See, I did. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, you didn't do it. No. <laughs> but I always listen. It's tough listening to yourself. I, it I, is, but... I'm not a big fan of hearing myself. Yeah. No, I'm not either, but I have to... I can't remember what is said and... Define have to. Huh? You said, I have to. I, well, because I can't... I was starting to say why. Because I can't... <laughs> I can't remember what is said, so I have to listen to what we said and know if it was indeed as good as we thought it was. Right, right. Before I Let can tell cool the people... a little bit. I mean, listen, yeah. 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 It's like Cracker Jack. Really? Popcorn peanuts and a prize. <laughs> it's just a bunch of nuts from what I've been hearing. Let me tell you. <laughs> that was last week. <laughs> no prize. No prize at all. <laughs> so anyway, hey, we're back uh, in Revelation chapter three. Uh, Miss Mona um, summarily um, lamb blasted me Sunday. Because we did not continue on with Sardis. My husband said, <laughs> broke my confidence. So I'm just kidding. But I didn't, I mean, he's the one who told oh, you no, that honey, I said. you lamb blasted me. <laughs> I'm just trying to, uh, I'm assuming that Hank just found his thesaurus this week. And that's where all <laughs> know, this is going from. Summarily, <laughs> so she Marily. looked at me Sunday night and she said, so what do y'all talk about? And I went, ah, we went off on something. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember. Some, evangelism, bit. I think. And she said, Literally, Dan, this is what she said. You didn't continue on in Smyrna? Well, I went, it was Sardis. Smyrna or Sardis <laughs> evangelism. They don't even sound alike. <laughs> <sighs> that was when summarily I got lamb blasted. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, she just wanted to know why we didn't. And I went, because I chose not to. <laughs> snap, snap, snap. <laughs> you are the host. I didn't do that either. <laughs> Okay, so you know what? I was listening to a... Nope, not going there. Anyway, all right, you want to read? Sure. What do you want me to read? Uh, The whole thing about Sardis. The Bible. Okay. Good place to start. (laughs) Yeah, read read the whole thing. It's only like, what, nine verses? Yeah, six. That's okay. Oh, I can't just now put my glasses on. I told you you needed your glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a six is nothing but an upside down nine. That's right. It's, it's easy to get Upside confused. Upside down and reversed, right? 
Actually, no, it's not. I'll have to write it and look. I don't think it is. (laughs) Yep, it's not. (laughs) So I'm reading from Revelation 3, verses 1 through 6 about the church in Sardis. And to the angel of the church in Sardis write, the words of him who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works. You have the reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up and strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I have not found your works complete in the sight of my God. Remember then what you received and heard. Keep it and repent. If you will not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what hour I will come against you. Yet you still have a few names in Sardis, people who have not soiled their garments, and they will walk with me in white, for they are worthy." The one who conquers will be clothed thus in white garments, and I will never blot his name out of the book of life. I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Yeah, I'll pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you again for being able to come and and be in your word and share your word with others and with each other. And we just thank you for that life that, that your promise provides. And we thank you for the fact that um, within your will, everything we do gives life. Uh, but help us to remember that without you, uh, despite our best efforts, we can bring nothing but death to the table. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. Amen, amen. Hey, you know, so as you was reading, and I was sitting there praying for us, um, isn't, that what, isn't there a show out now, The the Walking Dead? There is. Mm-hmm. You I could put that, that for this. I, I don't watch that either. <laughs> I I have no desire to watch. You know, two weeks ago, it took a lot of willpower to not put that as our, our episode title. <laughs> really? That was that was the. I kept going. It like, is ah. kind of appropriate. But. Yeah. Um. I, so well, I was literally thinking. No. I, 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 I've never seen. <laughs> right. I've never seen two minutes of that show. Right. I, I have no desire because it is so. Probably going. People won't get mad, but it's so unbiblical and ungodly because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. talking about things that are not. You know. I mean, come on, it's, it's demonic stuff. Um, I don't know why people get into that mess. Give me Jesus, man. <laughs> anyway, so I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, man, you talking about, because I, I thought about it, I was sitting here looking back at some of my notes I've written in my Bible, and um, somebody I read, um, Oliver B. Green or somebody, said this is um, a morgue with the steeple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, <laughs> let's just go at it, man. And so... We dealt with the five things, you know, um, strengthen, remember, um, keep, um, repent, and wake up. Wake up, strengthen, remember, keep it, and repent. And that's where we stopped at a couple weeks ago. And then, so then he goes in and he said, if you don't wake up, I'm going to come like a thief, and you'll not know what hour I will come against you. And really, it's a picture of judgment. We don't, you know... Man, I'm so reminded, um, just attended the funeral of a young man in his mid-30s Sunday, mm. just got sick and, and died. Right. And so we, we never know when judgment is coming. And we, we say it a lot, but it's really true that people need to understand there's no second chances. You don't get right. overtime. Right. And those people that, and I've had many say to me, well, you know, on my deathbed or when I get really sick or toward the end of my life, um, that's when I'll come to Jesus. What if you have a massive heart attack? Right. What if you're in a car crash and you get blindsided right. and, and are dead before the car stops spinning? Right. We just assume we're going to get six months notice. Right. Yeah. Before, right. You know, yeah. Right. So what do you think? I mean, and then he says, 
but then, it, well, we can just move on. You got anything to say about that? Well, I mean, we've, we've talked about it before about how, um, also not just that, but that God is long suffering, but he's not forever suffering. Mm-hmm. And so eventually that judgment is going to come. And, and we, and I mean, it says it straight up. You don't know at what hour I will come against you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so we, we don't know. And, and that's why then moving on to what he says as an encouragement, um, ought to be an encouragement to us to make sure that, that we are right before the Lord because we don't know. And we, we don't know when he'll come. We don't know mm-hmm. what, when the judgment will come for. And that makes you want to back up, but, but we just, we just don't know. I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> No, keep going. <laughs> I, I, it was intriguing. I want to see. It was. I wonder yeah. where you well, Because I wanted to make sure that we, I wasn't sounding as if, because when we're believers, we don't stand in judgment right. at the end of our lives for sin, right. but we stand in judgment for our works. But I literally got asked that question Sunday. Yeah. If people don't know. Yeah. I mean, and it was someone that's been in church, mm-hmm. I, I'm mm-hmm. thinking their whole life. And mm-hmm. so I made a comment in Sunday's sermon and I, I don't even remember making a comment. Mm-hmm. And this person said, so you said um, something about judgment. Are we going to be judged mm. for our works in heaven? And I went, well, not probably like you're thinking. That's for the great white throne for unbelievers where their works, all things they've ever done is laid out in the books. I didn't talk about a book here. I said, but for the believer, in a sense, yeah, your works, but your works for Jesus. Right. What have you done for the kingdom of God? Right. And I said, you know, there's one of two things. It'll burn up and leave this ashy stuff, mm-hmm. or it'll come through his precious stones, mm-hmm. precious metals, and, and the like. So I said, no, we're not really judged for our works. We're just judged how we worked for the kingdom. Right. But it's a bema seat. Never, I said, our sin, my sin was dealt with at Calvary. Right. And, you know, so I don't, I don't answer. I, do I still have to, you know, and that leads you down to, but so why do you <laughs> why do you come in confession? And, well, because I was fully saved, at six years of age, but I've continued to sin. And so in that continuing to sin, it breaks the relationship yeah. and the fellowship with God. So when I confess those sins, I'm restored back to that. I'm not resaved. Right, right. But I'm just restored. Restored. Yeah. Well, and, and that brings up a good point. It's this idea of like, and I've heard you talk about, you know, getting into heaven by the skin of your teeth. Getting into heaven is not, is that's not, that's not the sole purpose of salvation. And I, the reason I say that is because, you know, the reason we confess is because if you're saved and you really you have that relationship with with Jesus, you don't want that to ever get hurt. And so that's why you, you want to confess is, is to, to be right once again as much as we can be on, on this side of eternity. And it's the same thing when you hear people talk about, you know, well, I'll, I'll get saved and, and come to Jesus when, when I'm on my deathbed. Let's say you you do have one of those situations where where you know you're sick for a long time. You know the time's coming. Why do you want to be spiritually dead from now until that? Isn't that right? Because yeah. you're just as dead now as if you never got that chance because you don't have Jesus. Right. And so it, to me, it's it's not a thing of like, well, what can I get away with until the very last minute? And then I come sliding into heaven. You and know? that's what some people want. Yeah. Right. And by the way, Jesus didn't save your butt; just keep you out of hell. Right. Absolutely. Right. I mean, just so much more. There's so much more to it. Right. It's about living the life for the kingdom and having a kingdom agenda. Yep. And and working on behalf of the kingdom that you'll be doing for all eternity, Mm -hmm. experiencing the love of Jesus, experiencing the love of and encouragement of of fellow believers. 
Um, if you ever just think, well, I'm gonna get saved, so I ain't got to go to hell. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, check that. Right. Because that that definition of salvation doesn't match up with what the word says. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yes, we want to <laughs> we want to be saved, so we don't go to hell because we want to go to heaven. Psyched about this. But, yeah. right. <laughs> I'm not saying right. I'm getting happy right. about that. We want other people to be saved. But if that's so the only reason but, you're looking right, at exactly. it, then that's but what real, is that? Well, because also if you think if you have that mindset, then you kind of have that mindset that Dan was talking about that that's all there is to it, mm-hmm. and that's not all there is to the Christian life, mm-hmm. and and. The Bible is full of who we are to be in Christ now and that we're not waiting until when Christ comes, we will receive all of the riches and glory that he has promised us. But we also have access to those riches and glories now. You're in. Right. He came to give us abundant life. He didn't say you're going to have to wait for it, but I'm going to give it to you. (laughs) But he came to give it to us now. Um, He came to have us um, be kingdom citizens now, not just waiting until we get into um, heaven. And all of Matthew, too, talks about that kingdom. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So then 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 he goes on and he says, and so I think we did talk last week. It's sort of like the story of Elijah. When Elijah's like, Lord, I've done enough after that great victory on Mount Carmel. You know, he's off, he's gone, I don't know how many miles away, away. And God knew where he was, but God's like, bro, why are you in this cave, man? And Elijah's like, it's good enough. Just Mm -hmm. let me die. Mm -hmm. He's like, what are you talking about? Well, I'm the only one left. And he's like, there are 7,000 people (laughs) Mm -hmm. that have not bent their knee to Baal. Right. So even in this city, that was the walking dead, and you might as well use that for the title. <laughs> gotcha. Um, then he goes on, yet you still have a few names in Sardis, people who have not soiled their garments, and they will walk with me in white. Did you catch that? We don't like to talk about stuff like this. There are church members that are not going to heaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just because your name's on a roll. I mean, we said it's a bunch, and I'm not going to stand on this stay on this long just cause your name on church road don't mean you're going to heaven mm-hmm. just cause you tithe doesn't mean that you're going to heaven you know just cause you walked an aisle and got baptized mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're going to heaven right the question is have you ever given your life to jesus have you ever personally said i confess you as my lord and savior i know i'm a sinner and i want to be right with you i ask you to come into my heart be my lord be my savior and live through me yes right because as much as we're to be in him, he's to be in us. It's a it's a symbiotic. Ooh, big word. <laughs> relationship. That's right. Dan, that means it goes two ways. <laughs> I, I, I took science once. Yeah. Hey, so listen, and and the key there is that walk with them, and then I didn't finish this. They'll walk in white. Mm-hmm. My dad's got to be happy. Mm-hmm. Only vehicle he ever bought was white. <laughs> <laughs> but the white symbolizes righteousness yeah. and purity. Right. You know, you go to Revelation chapter 17 and um, hey, listen to what we're wearing. The Bible, I'm, I'm just going to flip out here in a minute. Um, scripture interprets scripture. Yes. Yeah. Hey, I, just, I know. I know. <laughs> I know those pressure points. <laughs> so in Revelation chapter 19, then I saw is verse 11. Then I saw heaven opened. Or we could go back even, hallelujah, this is verse 6. 
Then I heard what's in me the voice of many multiple, like the roar of many waters, like the sound of mighty peals of thunder, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exult to give him the glory. By the way, can you wait to worship in heaven? Can't wait. I'll finally be on key. (laughs) I'll finally be able to actually sing and people not turn up their noses when I sing. Just for that. First time I hear you sing up there, I'm turning up my nose just out of spite. (laughs) I'm going to say... Get him, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory for the marriage of the Lamb has come and a bride has made herself ready. It was granted her with fine linen to clothe herself with fine linen, mm-hmm. white, bright and pure for the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. So there it is. And, um, and then it says, um, <laughs> then I saw heaven open. I think it says it in here too. Um, maybe it's just talking about Jesus right here. Oh, no, verse 14. An armies of heaven arrayed, arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. Right. right. Now, if you remember, on the um, Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus, yes. the, his Shekinah glory came out, but also his clothes turned brilliantly yes. white. Right. His raiment, mm-hmm. I think is what King James says, um, was white. So it's this, it's this picture. So now you see it by our actions— the righteousness that you may have or may not have, then you'll literally see it in our clothing. Right. What a great thought. Yep. And and as I'm looking at this, and we talked about the two weeks ago when we started the Church of Sardis, and we talked about the dead church that looks alive to people who don't have that discerning to know. Um, and so here he's saying, they are the ones who are worthy to walk with me in white. They are the ones, the ones who have not soiled their garments, the ones who, who conquer are the ones who are worthy to be there. And so we, you may look to other people like you are worthy, but mm. only Jesus knows if you truly are. Worthy. Oh, I mean, we could go so many places that right. when Samuel was going to anoint the next king, right, and, right, and Jesse's first son rolls right. out, and he goes, "Look at Samuel this dude. says, yes, that must be that it. must be the guy." And the Lord <laughs> like, ah, nah, no. ain't chose him, right? You know, you never hear of David's brothers ever again, right? But I mean, chapters upon chapters. Mm. The I mean, how many times even in the New Testament do we read yeah. about the throne of David? Yep. But what did God finally say? The man looks at the outside. Yes. God looks at the heart. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's just, listen, Um, Warren Wiersbe said this. I like him. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> he said, this church was made up of decent people. Mm-hmm. This would have been a well thought of church. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, go to that church. They're, right. they're doing right. pretty good. They're, yeah. they're, they're, that's a solid <clears throat> church. Right. Yep. They're decent people with a dying witness and a decaying mm. ministry. Mm. Holy macaroni. That, mm. that flips the switch pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because most believers are going to focus on the first two words. Mm-hmm. A bunch of decent people go there. Yeah. Right. Right. A lot of good people. You, you want to be yeah. a good pillar of the community, you yeah. go to that. You go to that. Yeah. All the good pillars go there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, just because there's a shingle hung outside that says it's a church doesn't mean it's a church. Mm-hmm. It might just be a crowd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Question is, what's happening on the inside? Yep. What's being preached? What's being taught? What's being sung? What's being done for the name of Jesus? What's going on? I mean, you know, you can have the biggest budget and uh, the biggest crowds, and you can have—I'm gonna say it: 
You can have smoke screens and you can have <laughs> large screen TVs and you can have light shows and you can have live bands. The drum set that spins around. You can oh, have yeah. all that stuff <laughs> and not a single person go to heaven. Right. Yeah. I said that much nicer that one was in my head. <laughs> I was about to say, I've, I think I've heard the other version. <laughs> yeah. Well, well seriously. It, and it, it goes, I keep thinking about the clothing that, you know, we were just hitting on. And uh, boy, he know, ran from my statement quick. Sorry, didn't no, no, it's right there. It's right there. It follows up, and that's why I was thinking about it. it. You know, during this time, it's not like people were hitting their clothes with Clorox. There, white was not something that stayed white for long. That's a good point. And so, you know, somebody compared to somebody else's dirty clothing, it may look white what you have on. Mm. But compared to what Jesus is giving you, mm. it's dull as it can be, and it's soiled. Yeah. That that word soiled there, and so. It, but the other thing that kept coming back to me was this idea, you know, a lot of times people think, well, you know, Christians get the leftovers. The, the sinners have all the fun, and then you guys just hang out here and do, don't do this and do that. But everything that we read about what, what God provides, what Jesus provides for us, is the finest of everything. Yep. And again, not because we deserve it, but because of who he is. Mm -hmm. That's right. And it, it just it's such a good reminder of you're not seeing the whole picture. You're seeing only what your eyes see on this side of eternity. But that promise, and again, the 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 hope that we have, not a hope-so hope, but a no-so hope, is that nothing on this earth compares to what's to come. Nothing. And, and that, some days, is all you have to keep you going. Your absolute greatest day here on earth will be nothing compared to your worst day in heaven. Right. Can you have a worst day in heaven? I don't think so. I think all your days are going to be amazingly <laughs> great. I think so. And here's the thing. Every one of them gets a gold star. Yeah, That's and it's because it when, when they, they walk with him for they are worthy, here's why. It's because what I preach Sunday in, from Colossians chapter 1. He wants to present us in heaven. We are his exhibits mm. yes. of grace. Right. No matter how bad you were, his blood washes white mm -hmm. as snow. Though your sins be as scarlet, they'll be made as white as snow. Yes, right. So that that's a great picture there, man. How much time we got? We got a good eight minutes. Oh, my Atlanta. <laughs> Anything else for that? Or we're going to move on. You can go ahead. No, say something. No, I was just thinking that Dan brought up that, that that's our hope. And that is our hope. And this whole section here then, I think, from four through six, is the hope that we have that if we are indeed the one who doesn't soil our garments, if we are indeed the one who who walks in our salvation the way that Jesus desires for us to walk, if we are the one who um, conquers, then this is the, this is, as Dan said, this is the hope that we have. And that even if we find ourselves in the midst of people who are not walking the way that they're supposed to, that we can cling to that hope that Jesus sees everything. Mm -hmm. God is Elroy. He sees it. He sees us even when we are trying to hold on to our faith when nobody else around us is. Mm -hmm. And so in this church, he says, I have a few names in Sardis of people who are holding on to the faith. And they weren't known for those few. They were known as being a dead church. Mm. But Jesus saw and Jesus knew that there were a few who were holding on. Yeah. All right. One of these days I'm going to teach you how to say it. It's Elroy. <laughs> hey, we got we, we got her using y'all on a regular basis. Yeah. We've done our time. I'm just here. kidding. Somebody might take offense <laughs> to me saying it that way. I don't mean any, I mean, no offense to it. So, th yeah. Then he goes on and he says, uh, and you know, it, that Elroy, it comes from, it comes from one of the worst moments in scripture yep. when 
Ishmael and, and Hagar were running because Sarah was being so stinking mean to them. <laughs> and they're out there and they, they're going to die. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and God shows up. Right. And he knew exactly where to find her. Yes. And, and knew exactly how she had been treated and had a plan he for knows, Ishmael. Yeah. Right. And even though Ishmael wasn't the one that he had chosen, he had a plan for Ishmael. He made him a great nation right. as well. Right. I mean, they're still fighting. Today. Right. Right. But I mean, yeah. So he, he, dear one, if you, that's a great point. Hmm. I don't know what you're out out there, where you're listening. Here's the truth. When you are losing hope and you don't think nobody cares or nobody sees, I promise you God sees. Yes. And God knows. Yep. I can't tell you when he's going to act. Right. And I can't tell you how he's going to act. But going to what Dan said, Mm -hmm. it's always going to be the best. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Trust him. Yep. But I want, I was thinking as you're saying that, and I want to finish it up, but what would happen in our lives and in our churches if we began to place our hope in the life to come? Mm. So many have placed it on, it's as if this is the end all be all. Mm-hmm. Bro, Praise the Lord, it's not. We, <laughs> I mean, we got a bum deal. Yeah. If right. that's the case. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I have a really good life. Right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But come on. Did... Yep. I mean, it literally leaves you speechless, man. And so I don't want to live for this life. I, I mean, you know, I've been at this thing now for 22, 23 years. I'm more convinced now and more in love with Jesus today than I've ever been in my life. And I know that this world is not where it's at. It's the next world to come. And that, that's why I get in such a... a... I understand how we get to this place, but it's why I get so frustrated when people are like, well, you know, I want to go, it's that old saying, I want to go to heaven and just don't want to go right now. Look, I, I love my daughter, okay? It'll be great to see her get married. That's great. But compared to heaven, yeah, I'm not going to be complaining up there being like, well, if we could only seen that wedding. You know, like, <laughs> Life would have been complete there on earth. Had I, I mean... <sighs> But it's all about perspective. You know, if you're, and it's all about what we just talked about, what you're living for. If you're yeah. living for here, then there's really nothing else to get excited about because that's all yeah. you're worried about. If you're living for eternity, it, you know, you that's what gets you through now is, yeah. is you see little glimpses. You see when God works on this side of eternity and you realize it all points. Well, to let what's me tell you something. There. Tell you something from today. I'm not giving any names. And um, you guys, you, it, it's not the person I put on the phone tree today either. But there, there's somebody that's 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 going through something and and they're dealing with something. And so, in, in speaking with their texting with their spouse, I said, "Let's just pray right this minute that God would intervene." Mm-hmm. I kid you not. Ten minutes later, I got a text that said, "The very moment hmm. when you said let's mm-hmm. pray." Things changed. Mm. Yep. That is inexplicable. Yep. Now you may say, oh, that's just a coincidence. Yep. I don't believe in coincidences. Nope, not at all. It was the sovereignty of God. And then it's so humbling that God could use me mm-hmm. coming in covenant at that moment to pray with this other person where two or three witnesses are. Yep. Mm-hmm. There I be. Yep. And he moved. Now, does God always move like that when every time I pray? No. Right. But when he does, it's mm-hmm. like, Good gravy. Yep. And by the way, that's brown gravy. That I'm speaking of. <laughs> anyway, 
I'm just kidding, kidding. Listen, let me. I, I know we can't have many time, much time. <coughs> to, yeah, that's what I figured. And so then he goes, the one who conquers will be clothed thus in white garments. I will never blot his name out of the book of life. I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. You remember when the de- when the demons, <laughs> when the disciples <laughs> were sent out and they came back and they're going. We cast demons out. That's why I was going. Demons. <laughs> we cast demons out in your name. We did this. And, you know, Jesus is going, don't get excited you did that. That's right. Get excited your name is written in the yes. book of life. Right, right. Yep. Yes. That's the most important thing mm-hmm. in all of creation for a human. Where is your name written? Right. Right. If you're a believer... It's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And here's the great thing. It cannot be blotted out. Mm. Right. And I, and people might read that and think, well, if I don't do this, then that means Jesus will blot my name out. And and that's not what it's saying. It's saying it's it it's saying that once you are truly saved, your name is in the book of life and it cannot be blotted oh. out. And he will indeed stand and confess your name before his father. Yeah. And I think you have said in in sermons and that um, you know, just imagining um, Jesus proclaiming you even now that he is our mediator before with God. And so him saying, nope, that's one of mine. Yeah. Oh. And just imagine Jesus saying that about you. Yeah, can you imagine in front of billions and billions of people yep. out in eternity? Mm-hmm. Right. He's going to lift up one day and say, here's one of my children. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. His name is Hank. And the applause that I think... Not for us, mm-hmm. not for us in our glory, but it's another example of the glory and the grace of Jesus Christ and the power, power of his blood. Right. And people are going, well, that will take forever. All right, I want to teach you something right before we leave. <laughs> I want to teach you something. Time doesn't matter yeah. in eternity. Right. We'll do things and we'll experience things that will... who. It's just different. I do believe every believer will have his name called Mm -hmm. as an exhibit. Go back to Mm -hmm. Colossians chapter one, I think verse 20 to present us or verse 21 that will be an exhibit to the glory and the power and the grace and the righteousness and the matchlessness of Jesus Christ. And you're not going to be in a rush. You got eternity to worship him at that point. When we've been there 10,000 years. It'll be as though we've just begun. Right. The beans won't be burning. <laughs> Praise Jesus. <laughs> so I, I, there's so much more to say, but we're going to be in Philadelphia next week. Okay. Now we won't. <laughs> in I was Rep- like, yes, we're and, going on tour. <laughs> yeah. We'll be taping at the... <laughs> For both of you who would like to show up, come on. Yeah. <laughs> For all of our Philadelphia listeners, yeah. <laughs> meet us. Well, we'll be right here in this office again next week. Hey, man, that was good. Mm. I got a little weepy there at the end. Um, anything? Big big thought? Mm. I, I got a short one, so I'll, I'll jump in real quick. And it's just— Bruce you says know, you never have a short one. That's only on Goose of Grace. I try to keep it short here. Um, no, going back to, to those that have sold their garments, just make sure— And that idea I was talking about looking at others' garments and things like that. Make sure you're using the right measurement. Uh, you know, you uh, may look yeah. around. A lot of these people in this church probably looked around and said, well, my garments aren't as dirty as his. Look to Jesus. Yeah. I promise you, unless you're covered by his blood. You're, I'm not your, your standard there, bud. Right. <laughs> so that's my final thought.
And I, I, I thought she was about to karate n- chop the table. No, <laughs> but I, well, I would just say that, you know, it go back. We need to link the two. We, we divided this into two and did two episodes, but we need to go back and do the things that are, we're told to do in mm-hmm. verse two and three. And then we can hold on to the hope mm-hmm. that is spoken of in verses five and six, four and five. Um, and it, I think we said it two weeks ago when we first talked about it, that it's laid out pretty specifically mm-hmm. what we can do. And so, yeah. you know, we're told what we can do and, and that's what we need to do. And we need to be sure that we are doing our part um, to make sure that we um, can stand before him the way that we are to stand before him. I'm going to let Paul say it for me. Philippians chapter three, verse eight. Indeed, I count everything as loss because the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus, Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I've suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. Yep. Then I'll go to Hebrews. <laughs> Let us run the race with endurance. Yes. Yep. That is set before us. Yep. And that's it. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we love you. God, we're so thankful that we have a a living Savior that empowers us, encourages us, um, and just lives through us as as we go about our daily, regular way. And um, help us not to be a a bunch of decent people uh, that's in a decaying church, but help us to be godly people that are seeking to strive to be righteous and holy. And Lord, we love you and praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, my name is Hank Metis, pastor of Mary Baptist Church, and um, got my home slice with me, Miss Mona. Hey, hey. Got my man Jelly Bean Dan over there. Yep, yep. All righty then. God bless you guys. Bye. Bye, y'all.